0: Hiya, morning. Hiya. How are you, my dear? Good. What kind of coffee did you brew? Um it's Pete's. Uh one of my favorite, I think this is the Mocha. Java Arabian, or I'm can't exactly remember the name. But I think it was one that I've gifted you in the past. And you're like, you really like dark coffee.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. Sorry. Mm. that's yeah. But you said Tim likes dark. Yeah. You're, yeah, he's more, um, right. He's a little more selective. And you're like, yeah, I, I could drink whatever. And plus you drink yours with milk, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Milk <laughs> and sugar. So oh, yeah. Arabian mocha java beans is what it is from pizza.
1: Right. Yeah. So with milk and sugar, it'd probably be really good. Just it's very dark roasted. Dark roasted.
0: Yeah, he he takes a little bit of sugar, just honto, mm-hmm. Just so little. And that's how he likes it. <laughs> I'm yeah. psyching like more sugar, so like two full teaspoons. Tea so it's really like Kohigyun Yu.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, I think the expression changes when you add things. So, for sure, like I, since I don't, well, actually, I add macadamia milk, but I love the medium roasted stuff. Um, hmm. but yeah, I, I came down. I'm not, I didn't come down with anything, but I feel like there's something simmering in my like uh, nasal area and the, that throat. So. Hmm. I, I didn't choose um, coffee th- this morning. It's it's it happens all the time. Like if I feel like I'm a little under the weather, yeah. I brew coffee. I brew. Um, so I brewed golden turmeric, which is from Kita Teas, and it's that. Um, I don't know if I sent it to you or if you. It's a it's a it's a taste because it has like lemongrass and ginger and of course that turmeric.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, But it's really good with honey. Nice. And almond milk. I see. And I have lit
0: your candle. Nice.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Yes. I want to share. um, Well, I guess for our listeners, uh, my daughter's preschool had an exposure. I mean, she was exposed to COVID, so um her school is canceled and um she came down with like a uh, fever because mm. um, we sleep together and i was like she's really hot mm. <laughs> she's really hot and then um the school had um let us know but they didn't let us know whether the um you know the child uh who reported it first was like positive or negative so we didn't find out later until like one, two days later mm. and then tested positive. So anyway, um, yeah, but all is good. She she had two nights of fever, but nothing that I guess she was a little whiny. Mm. She didn't have any um, knock on wood symptoms of uh, like she didn't have coughs. She didn't have sneezes or anything else Mm. but the messages for those yeah who are not vaccinated vaccinate Mm. (laughs) because it's these still pockets of right it's the vulnerable who are who don't like she's not five yet so i'm counting the days it's weeks Mm -hmm. get her first dose yes um but it's definitely those who are vulnerable, who don't get, um, who where the omicron I believe is just coming. It's just so fastly, quickly contagious.
0: Yeah, um, and how I'm curious because uh, what it is like in your area, how available, like access to testing and so forth, because. Have you been able to test her or not yet?
1: Yeah, super. Yeah. She tested positive on Sunday, mm. the quickest, a few days later, but this is through like health insurance. Um, the good thing is like, it's not as detailed, but the antigen tests are available. Those antigen at home tests are available versus like the PCR test where you, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you have to wait like 72 hours, right?
0: Uh, Yeah. And it's for, I mean, it used to be 72 hours, but now with Omicron and this surge of people, yep. um, I just learned from my parent friend who went in for the test on the 10th and got their result yesterday. So that's seven days. And thankfully, the result was the family's result was negative due to you know the um, exposure at school. Mm. Um, but I mean, seven days and not knowing like who—that's really not serving anyone. The whole purpose is to mitigate, right? <laughs> um, have the results so that. But anyhow, sorry.
1: Seven days until until they got the results. Yeah but they were able to get take the test as soon as possible?
0: Um, yeah, when they were... They, I think they needed to go on Monday the 10th, and so they did. Yeah. And I don't know how long it took, but...
1: That's how busy the... That's how busy the system is.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. really stretched and not working at this point to really do... What it's supposed to do, yeah, unfortunately, I know they're doing everyone's doing the best, I think it's just a systemic issue that they didn't have these things in place, and we're scrambling to meet the need
1: yeah, yeah, and then I mean, the good news is like um the Biden administration just passed that everybody can now order a test uh, to- mm-hmm. tomorrow the nineteenth on um get test or something like that i'm just making that up but um something mm. easy and then you don't even have to enter you just enter your name address and you should be able to get every family should be able to get four of the antigen tests a month
0: mm. so okay
1: yeah it's just really good news and then the other thing is you can also order which we did on amazon um just in case that there's another surge and you couldn't get your um test kits mhm that you can then um submit the receipt and get reimbursed mm. so yeah so all in all very very fortunate um in terms of timing like we had gotten our booster shots last week
0: mhm
1: um so it probably hasn't even taken into effect because it takes a couple of weeks right for the booster mm-hmm. 15 days i think mhm um, But luckily, because my husband and I were fully vaccinated, um, we tested negative. Mm. So, um, yeah, so many things can be worse. So counting lots of blessings. Yeah. Anyway, um, hey, I wanted to share with you, yesterday was um, Martin Luther King Day, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I was so excited because I was listening to his "I Have a Dream" speech, mm. um, and uh, oh, I'm so excited. So, other than um, for those who are tuning in for the first time to Nowness, <laughs> welcome,
0: welcome. Uh,
1: can you share um, Pema Chodron's um, I guess you don't have to. Can you like paraphrase Pema Chodron's quote that inspired nowness? <laughs> um,
0: I will do my best. Um, I think it was. Uh, yeah, she was writing in her book. She was talking about the importance of nowness. N o w n e s s, connecting to nowness and being present um and when we were meditating and reading pema's work together um i think it was before we launched our podcast um we that nowness resonated with both of us um and it's our kind of intention and cultivation of being present with whatever arises Without judgment and kindness.
1: Good job. Mm. I, I couldn't have done it like that. So that's why I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> You've done this a couple times now. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's my my uh,
0: cue to share.
1: <laughs> and then also for then, it's also kind of like a fun twist to her name, which is mm-hmm. Naoko, N-A-O-K-O. Yes. So- Yes, I was listening to Dr. King's speech, I Have a Dream, um, particularly, and I just wanted to read an excerpt. Um, if you don't mind. Not um, at all. It's like you, it's it's kind of like midway, but um he says this is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. He's mm-hmm. referring to the rights of um the African American community. Um because obviously it's still segregated. Um and this was 1963, which is kind of mind-boggling because it's only it's only less than um, a little shy of 60 years. Hmm. We were living in, you know, states, many states were living in segregation. It's 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 quite heinous and crazy. Anyway, um and then he says now is the time to make real the promises of de- democracy now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice now is a time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood now is a time to make justice a reality for all of god's children And I, um, just would recommend listening to his oratory because it's so obviously more, um, (laughs) authentic and real, but as it just stirred up so much, um, Mm. of the, how much we've come so far, but how much we haven't. And, um, but the way he speaks of it and the fact that he's a pastor as well and he does reference um, kind of scripture in many of his speeches I just thought it was amazing that yeah now there's something so much uh, um, like I thought it was exciting that we have another reference in a way um, other than you know a Buddhist nun uh, Mm -hmm. a civil rights activist and an amazing you know person like Dr. King to be referencing the importance of not tomorrow, not yesterday, but the now. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to share that.
0: Mm, Thank you. Yeah, yesterday I suggested to my family, like, we should listen to Dr. King's um, I Have a Dream speech. And then uh, we were, I just, we didn't have time And then Mina's pushback was, uh, we watched a, I guess a 90 minute or, you know, a documentary on Dr. King. And so she felt like she had already done something in honor of Dr. King. So she wasn't too excited about it. But I, this is a reminder for me to listen. And yeah, I want to hear his voice and hear his speech from him. Listen to it. So I will do that after our our show
1: yes so you are Mina-chan speaking of Mina-chan Mina-chan is celebrating her 11th birthday
0: this week yes ah, uh, it kind of crept up on us I just thought oh we still have time and then it was like oh it's next no nah, next week so um yeah time flies but being feeling um, grateful and grounded in hitting the milestone of eleven years old for her and for me as you know a parent and looking forward to celebrating It'll be a quiet um, celebration first, and then she's um, wanting to do a backyard birthday party next weekend and We were hoping the big, big party plan was to do her first sleepover slumber party. Uh, But due to Omicron, that will be, we'll have to hold off to spring or summer or whenever we feel safer to do so. But
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess the exciting thing would be wait until the summer until it gets warm and then you have a backdoor summer party tenting.
0: <laughs> mm. Mina would love that. I don't know about some of our friends how much camping <laughs> they do. Um, but I guess. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I keep going back to how time flies. It just When I think back on the day she was born, I mean, it feels both fast, both like, oh, it seems like yesterday, but also if I unpack the past 11 years of all the learnings and experiences, you know, it doesn't feel so like in a, what is it, snap of a finger kind of thing. But it is, it
1: is fleeting. Life is fleeting. What would you tell, now that you've come 11 years in into motherhood, what would you tell your younger self? Mm, younger self, like how young, like a child or younger no, mom? Right. Or younger, Sorry. Mo-
0: Sorry. Younger, younger
1: mom giving birth about motherhood and mothering and parenting. And, well. uh
0: Relax. Trust your instinct um and be present i think i was trying to be present as much as i could i guess you can only know what you know so even though i attempted to do the best i can to stay present because all parents or all moms were telling me oh it goes by so fast it goes by so fast (laughs) um you know Mm -hmm. uh but um yeah, I guess I I think I was trying I I try so hard and some sometimes too hard too hard on myself and things like that. So I don't know if I could do it over or my advice to my younger mom self would be to relax a little bit and and not be too hard on yourself <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: do you remember some of her best years I mean I'm here and every day but you know what I'm saying is like do you remember particular moments where it's just like oh my
0: gosh that was so sweet
1: <laughs> <gasps> Um,
0: I think it's kind of influenced by the videos that we have that we've re we watched together yeah that that those moments come to mind because we've watched it right yeah um and we've captured it and my memory i've often said on this show often you know how oh, it fails me um but speaking of uh Movies and and I know you've mentioned how much you've rewatched and rewatched Encanto. For us, that movie was Frozen. Oh yeah! And on my wall, there's a Halloween uh, picture of her. This is probably when she was maybe three or four in her Elsa dress with her tiara. <laughs> but there's a video of her like singing and totally in the role of Elsa and she even asks me to take her glove off you know that scene yep and then she like runs off like dramatically
1: (laughs) Uh, wait so like okay speaking of Frozen since you mentioned Frozen I have been watching Frozen again Mm. um, since have you know being a mom of another girl I mean, um, seriously, I've watched it like 30 times in the past two months, probably three months, maybe both and two. (laughs) I mean, as of yesterday, I feel like we just watched um, one yesterday. Mm. So which wait, glove scene are we talking about? (laughs) It's not as fresh in my mind. So I don't know if I can. Like, Do you know which glove scene? I'm like, "Mm." There's quite a like there's her coronation
0: no uh-huh. it's it's probably to towards the middle or end where it's more dramatic
1: got it okay it's yeah
0: because yeah
1: no it's so good i i i feel like so i've literally i'm not literally have watched it like 30 times over and over and over again hmm. and um it's still fresh and still good (laughs) and I find out new things details in the animation every single time Mm. anyway um, so kudos to Disney for producing creating such a amazing okay my daughter is like (laughs) she's like what else can I eat (laughs) mommy's on 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 nowness with auntie now now um I'm going to give her a cookie because that's what we made yesterday. Okay?
0: But you already gave me one.
1: Hey, hey, I We're talking about Frozen. Do you like Frozen? Elsa mm. and Anna? Just a little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: Why did that look like you?
1: Oh, because that's me. She's pointing to my profile. <laughs> um. <laughs> mm. Welcome. Um, yeah, and so, yes, not to take, I wasn't trying to shift it from Mina-chan, but it's just amazing how I still remember watching it in the movie theater in Atlanta. Hmm. With my mother-in-law, uh, my sister-in-law, and then um, and, uh, and Mia, four of us. Mm. Ru the was there too. <laughs> and I just didn't think it was going to be such a huge hit. Mm. Um, but it was. And um, that's so cute. Anyway. Is Mina <laughs> still um dramatic? Like does she like to do like the- not theater, but theater?: Oh no.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I think it, she finds it like, oh, she, if we were to watch the video, she'd be embarrassed. Be like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like she's, she is entering tween. So, you know.
1: But. How old was she when you, when she, you did that scene, the video? Probably three <laughs> or four. Oh my gosh. Yeah, feel? I think so. Oh, you know, Yay. video to me. I want to watch it. So, <laughs> uh, so what mm. if, now? Hmm? What is she into now? What are the things that excite her? Um. Yeah, she
0: loves. Well, started with Harry Potter. Now mm. she's over Harry Potter. Um. And she was into Percy Jackson series for a while. And then right now, she's really into the Marvel series. And so we've been watching it um, in this specific order that, you know, you search online and people have different
1: yeah. um,
0: theories on what's the quote-unquote right order, best order <laughs> to watch it in. Um and so we've I think pretty much watched it all. Eternals was is now available. So we watched that uh this past weekend.
1: Um do you recommend it? Uh
0: it was good. I uh I love that it's um the director. Oh, I, I have to look it up because I don't wanna misspeak. She was she's the director that won best director last Oscars. Mm. Um Chloe Zhao, is that how you pronounce it? Z H Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. So yay to, you know, her directing a Marvel. Um but the story I mean it was a good story. I wouldn't say it's my favorite out of the, the series. Um but it was good. But, yeah. And then the other stories that she loves is um The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Mm. And that's something she shares with Papa. Because Tim read it all to her. Like, this was, like, when she was younger. And it was, like, story time and reading out loud. You know, so they share that. I, we've, I've watched the movies with them, um, but I don't know the story inside and out like they do. Um, but the highlight for our Christmas um, gifting was Lord of the Rings Monopoly, and uh, <laughs> I'm not big on the game Monopoly, but this makes it interesting because um, there's a twist with the ring holder and as a ring holder you are invisible so you don't have to pay for if you land on somebody's property and all the property names are from the the stories mm. of Lord of the Rings so yeah much better than just the capitalist i mean it's the same premise anyway but <laughs> capitalism in terms of monopoly but it makes it there's a twist connected to the story of Lord of the Rings Um yeah.
1: Speaking of Asian representation, did you watch Shang-Chi? Yes, we did. Oh. (laughs) Um
0: yeah, I mean I know I know these films are meaningful because of the representation and lack thereof until now which is like mind boggling for me. Like, I think that was crazy. The same situation for crazy rich Asians when that came out and you know what that means for an Asian American versus what it means to me is slightly different given that I grew up in Japan until, you know, the first half of not first half, but uh, until I was what first year college. So, you know, I think when it dawned on me that, like, that was the first Asian cast, well, primarily dominantly Asian cast film that followed Joyla Club, I was like, WTF. <laughs> like, I didn't, I was just like, my jaw dropped, right? Like, this is the reality in this country or just Hollywood, or I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Hollywood. Oh, <sighs> media, I guess, representation. <clears throat> I mean, we you recommended that documentary that was also eye-opening and also maddening about how little has has changed. Progress
1: is so slow. Well, I just read that Reese Witherspoon actually sold her, uh, what do you say? Production company? Mm-hmm. Featured, um, which features all you know women and yeah the misrepresented um women roles and yada yada and she just sold it for like close to a billion dollars oh hey (laughs) i was just yeah but who did she sell it to
0: i'm curious
1: it doesn't matter does it uh it does if that's going to be exploited by somebody who
0: is not going to carry her vision
1: she she's still going to be i think like an executive producer or she's still going to be active on it but the whole message is that um is what you would be excited to hear is that right all these female stories uh stories from a female perspective books that were written by women you know that make it to the screen screenplays blah 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 sells Mm. and resonates with with the audience so um the bottom line is if it doesn't exist then create it and it was empowered to and i just thought it was amazing yeah Mm. awesome Yeah, it's so much there's so much more for our children um to be surrounded by. Um, but yeah, kind of like what you're speaking to, like the, you know, Martin Luther King Jr.'s I have a dream is like, oh gosh, like yes, this still resonates today. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, so much on my mind. Um because I, I had two readings in prep for the civic leadership program that I'm participating in, right? So we meet tomorrow on Wednesdays. And um, the two articles we were, as part of homework and assignment, one was on Asian American history and the other um, impact of COVID and the pandemic on specifically the AAPI community. Ah, uh, so just so much to unpack that I can't even—I don't know if I haven't really been able to absorb, so that I can um, like organize my thoughts around it. There's just like the Asian American history; some of it I knew, some of it I didn't. It's just, I guess, I mean, I don't want to end on um, such a negative thought. But the reality I'm coming back to is we got to face it, name it, in order for us to fight it is this country is built on white supremacy. Uh, Founded on and built on and how that is still systemically manifested in so many ways. <sighs> so I'm feeling like there's a lot of work ahead of us. You need to meditate, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The meditation. Meditate, for sure. Uh, yeah, and I guess, you know, I am taking a pause right now. I do feel like a lo- I'm at a loss where i I'm trying to figure out how I can use my strengths um for goodness, right? like I don't know, and so uh, yeah, in terms of next steps and stuff, it's hard to especially experiencing kind of traumatizing uh Experiencing trauma in the workplace and how to re-enter the workplace, um, that gives me anxiety, um, how white supremacy ideology and systems are everywhere and how do we navigate that to advocate for change, like some of it feels so beyond what i can change so how do i shift my focus so that i'm not i don't get paralyzed into this like hopelessness helplessness feeling
1: one second yes i as did what,
0: what did you say please, please what do you mean can you say for
1: Oh, bless you, honey. Bless you. I didn't hear the sneeze, honey. I didn't hear the sneeze. Okay, bless you. <laughs> this is now, honey. This is now. <laughs> 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 okay. Kawaii. Okay, why are you still talking? I, yeah, I just love... Hopefully, you don't... This is amazing because I've noticed your superpowers come through. Oh, so if you've forgotten, <laughs> listen to all episodes <laughs> 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 and, and take note when Naoko says what <laughs> superpower is. <laughs> um, um, I mean it. it I mean, yeah. I think that's um, so what I'm referring to is one of your strengths is um, kind of like being resourceful and curating content um, to an appropriate reader or listener or what have you because Mm. you have such a um, you know like kind of like an empathetic lens Mm. um, to whom you call as a friend or a dear friend or colleague or acquaintance you name it the relationships Mm -hmm. the relationships and the human connections you build is you got to give yourself more um, yeah credit that, you know, you have built um, so many relationships and each one of them are meaningful. Mm. Um, And I think that kind of goes back to kind of think about Oprah in the sense that because she went through such trauma in her childhood, Mm -hmm. she is, hence, she um, can be more of a giving person. That's her calling. Right, mm-hmm. because only the true traumatized can understand others who are. Mm. Um, so anyway, that's the, I know that's an extreme example, but I think there's something for you to that you have such care um, and love for others that you want to help others.
0: Yeah, ma. One day at a time. But I think for me, one of the two aha moments recently are um one how i mean this is how i guess how i make sense when i reflect and i have to unlearn this constant um i'm compelled or i have it's a habitual pattern of minimizing And it's really hard for me to take, like you said, credit for the things that I do. That's one thing I can, I'm working on. And the other is this realization. I think it was prompted by, you know, a book that really resonated. Um, And I keep going back to that part about how much I've underestimated myself up until recently. And so what that means and how to... Undo that, or you know, what what it feels like, or what it looks like to stop underestimating myself, and what's possible when I stop doing that. Yeah, and make space for. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, is it? It's also imposter syndrome, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I don't
1: like the term
0: imposter syndrome. And there's a really well-written um, article which I can share with you and with our community um, written by two women of color. Uh, and when we examine, okay, where did this like term mm-hmm. and pathologizing this normal doubting of ourselves, especially particularly for women, um, this term is often used or you know, women tend to, I think, relate to this syndrome more than um, men do. Anyway, so I, I can't, I don't want to, um, yeah, I have complex, um, I yeah, I'm not comfortable with that term because of having read that article and being aware of, again, some of the lens of even sexism and Behind that term being born or that philosophy, gotcha. But um, regardless of the term, this this uh, what we do minimize and question our value or worth in whatever setting is real. And how do we stop doing that? Because that gets in the way of. Things we want to do, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. 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 How what what are you? What are things that worked for you when you notice yourself questioning or doubting?
1: Fake it till you make it. Hmm. I thought you were gonna laugh the heck out of her. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm being facetious, but it's a little bit. I guess it goes back to who? Um, the book. You. You. Who? Who is it? It's the orange cover. It's the pale orange cover. Um. Dang! If only if I can walk over. Okay, I'm gonna walk over to the bookcase. <laughs> mm. But you then subsequently, I think, joined her. Um. It's not a book club per se, but a, like a facilitator's guide or a little more intimate group. Uh, it was definitely like three, four years ago. I have the book. I mean, I just saw it the other day. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, hmm. But anyway, she references it. Oh, playing big, Tara Moore. Oh, yes. she is the one who references um, why we as women as Mm. little girls uh, minimize our talents and our gifts it's all ingrained in society and how Mm. we're brought up Um, so yeah no I I have self-doubt I mean every day but Mm. it, it there's I don't know. I think that's like a healthy in uh, in another way, that's kind of healthy. So our ego doesn't get too big because <laughs> mm-hmm. I my ego can get too big, too. Um, but I, 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 you know, I, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I lean into these days. I very much leaning into faith. Yeah. Uh, and scripture, because it gives me the real big picture. It's the inevitable that we are going to die in this body, right? That tomorrow may not come. And for me, I had the gift and the curse of really understanding death really closely because my father died when I was 18 Mm. and I had to, you know, I had to hold his hand. We had to like do all the physical things of, disconnecting his lifeline and burying him and and then having to witness him come out as ashes mm. at 18 is like a nightmare but that's the that's the truth of life so um, I've always been conscious to surround myself with things that I love um, I was sharing with you that are so stressed because of covid and um, all these other things and uh, what do I do when I'm stressed is I I, I bake <laughs> mm. <laughs> and eat um, and you know turn the pain into joy and and you know we had our lovely kind of like lovely moment to bake together mm. and um, yeah so that's really it is like it's um, and I, I think a quote comes to mind of some like entrepreneur saying like Saying like, um, you know, in hindsight, what would you have, you know, uh, learn? Like, what did you learn? And then what is your strategy for the next? What's your strategy for the next five years? Or, you know, within the next five years, it's just like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the true answer is nobody knows. Yeah. Not even the, you know, biggest of CEOs of so-called corporate America knows you know, we're all just trying to test and figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that just kind of that made me feel better is nobody knows the answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, it's like, you know, we're talking about Dr. King. We're talking about, you know, the oppressed and we're talking about, but it's like it's been like that forever since humankind was ever came onto this earth. Um, there's just, it's never been a peaceful, peaceful, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's just never been peaceful because, Mm. um, my faith is like, we all have our humanness. Um, and it's just not perfect. Hence you long for, um, a different, anyway, I, uh, so that's what it is. And I guess you're, you know, kind of like, I like you, I love to, what doesn't phase me is learning new things. Mm. And at this point in time, I guess I, it it may be uncomfortable, but I think I am comfortable enough to have my own opinions. Um, Especially in the industry that I have been in that like I I I say no to tea bags <laughs> and I'm right I'm unapologetic for it. Mm, mm, mm. You know, just like one little example at a time. Like motherhood. I think I have yeah enough experience to yeah kind of like what you're seeing now is yeah just relax. Of course I still have to you're teaching me to be present mm. um and enjoy the now. Um so just this connection that we have in this conversation, I think hopefully will be, yeah, we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, yeah, you are more vulnerable today. Thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. all, and all of that. And so like, I have an interview coming up and I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. I had to just, Like I went into like research mode and you want to be prepared and all that. Mm -hmm. Also had to kind of like step out of it and be like, yeah, you got this. Like you, you have experience. You've got a lot of experience to share. And if you can be, you know, if you can be of service to this organization, let it be. And if you can't at this moment in time, then it wasn't meant to be. Right. Is what I'm just trying to tell myself (laughs) yeah 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 What comes up
0: for me when you say that it's not meant to be like the experience my experience of you know taking a break from full-time work uh, after entering parenthood and then when I was ready to re-enter the workforce and I remember my first interview that I totally (laughs) um like the opposite of nailed it i don't want to use the the word that comes to mind i don't want to use so like i did i didn't do well i totally like was so self-conscious and got in my head that i went blank right <laughs> and i'm sure that wasn't did you know for them it didn't come off as somebody um confident and um self-assured and whatnot so anyway But in hindsight, I mean, I think I needed that in order for me to nail the next interview, which was the nonprofit that I had worked for for the last four and a half years. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. To echo your sentiment of not meant to be, like that experience came up for me for sure. Yeah. Gamparte kudasai. Thank you. Yeah, like you said, you've got
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So is your daughter back in school? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. As of yesterday. As of... No, yesterday was a holiday.
0: So um, last Wednesday or Thursday, I can't remember. I think... Last Wednesday, she was back. So she did miss a week after winter break um, just to be on the safe side of what, when we were seeing the incredible surge. We just felt it was... We just made the family decision. And I think she was feeling a little bit um, uncomfortable. But now she's back, and I think... It seems like, even though so far, knock on wood, that even though there has been um, exposure, it doesn't seem like there's any spread so far within the school community. I don't, yeah, for at least for the school that she is attending. Mm. I don't know about the other schools within our district.
1: Mm. Okay. What your mm. menu for today? Mm-hmm. Dinner. Or anything, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um well Tim grilled chicken last night. And so I think there's leftover and um Yeah, sometimes I prefer there are days when I just want like a big salad. Yeah, and I feel like that's what I want. Um, so Mina and Tim can have the chicken pieces, and I I'll probably choose to do a big salad with um, romaine leaves and arugula. With I like to put avocado um, and whatever else I find.
1: <laughs> Are you gonna eat the chicken too? Uh, I think there's
0: like two, three pieces left, so I'm fine without it. You know, I had it yesterday, so.
1: Nice. I made a yeah. I made a kick butt salad mm. with remaining chicken pieces. So I basically took off all the meat from the chicken, mm. and I sauteed that in um, extra virgin olive oil and Vietnamese fish sauce. mm it gives a little different flavor umami Mm -hmm. so set that aside i sauteed mushrooms um and then on a huge like bed of like mixed greens which Mm. also sauteed garlic i had tossed um trader joe's they have this amazing um i think like it's the mushroom truffle parmesan spread it's basically mm. um, Parmesan crumbled in olive oil and then with a little truffle oil and, and mushrooms. It's mm. And then so I layered everything. You just layered, layered. It's kind of like, I was telling my husband, it's kind of like a French Nisoise salad. A mm. Nisoise salad is usually like tuna is a protein and it can have anchovy on it, but it's like, it has the string beans and the hard boiled egg, and then like everything, even though it's a salad, mm. every single ingredient is cooked differently, right to the best to of its peak and then and then it comes together mm-hmm so anyway, just wanted to share how <laughs> nice mouth watering that salad was, and how I could understand, yeah that sometimes having like a huge salad is. So yummy. Yes. Yeah, so what are you planning to do? I don't know, actually. I think I need to go shopping. <laughs> um well the other real I think I make it every time like talk about with lefters. So chicken salad is one thing. Mm. Um and then uh I don't, when I'm like saute or have like salmon. The leftover I make with the salmon is salmon rice slash mm. sometimes in onigiri form. But I take the, I crumble. It's not crumble because it's still soft and moist. But um, I take the, the salmon, put it on the gohan, and then put um, sesame oil mm. and scallions and toasted sesame seeds. Mm. And then I, I guess if I'm making it onigiri, yeah, I just use salt, but there's mm. no, there's no soy sauce in it, and it's so good, yum. Oh. <laughs> so I have leftover salmon. So I think that's maybe the thing.
0: Mm. Nice. Uh reminding is reminding me that this week I want to um, when I go to the local. Uh, market. I've um, seen the crabs in the butcher, you know, Mm -hmm. window. And I was like, I want to do crab salad. I want to do crab salad. So I think we're going to have to figure out when to do crab salad or um, we could do chopino, but that that's more like a weekend thing with all the seafood. So maybe crab salad during the week. I will suggest it. To my family and see
1: if they're open to it. Is that um the Dungeness crab, right? Yes. Yes. So, okay. So I had never lived in the Pacific Northwest. I think the first time that I visited you was like for your wedding, or excuse mm. me, West Coast was for your wedding mm. like, as an adult. Um, mm. and in San Francisco, so you took us to San Francisco Wharf, and yes, had we had Dungeness crab. Yes. It's like your bridesmaids getting together, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was the San Francisco thing and it is. But now that I've lived here for um, coming on into my seventh year, I we had Dungeness Crab for, um, I guess, before my mother left. Mm. And um, it was already actually cooked. And got it at the mm-hmm. Japanese market. But Dungeness is actually a place in Washington. Ooh. And it is it is a Pacific Northwest, specifically kind of like the waters, right? Over, over mm-hmm. um Northern California, Southern Washington, or maybe mid-Washington. So um so I had it, but it's it's quite time consuming to crack open the shells. Mm. <laughs> Um, yeah, Tim yeah. does it. <laughs> but crab <laughs> yeah, it sound- in there. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, plug into the Pacific Northwest. Um, there. I guess if you don't eat the omiso, it's called okay. So, like in Japanese, the crab omiso is called omiso, right? Mm. But in in English, it doesn't translate well. Yeah, what is it called? <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> And you have to say what it is, and what it is is absolutely not delectable,
0: right? Uh, yeah. So anyway, just do people in the states? I ha- I eat it. Like I don't think Tim eats it or likes it. What? I personally don't like it, or I don't think I've ever really tasted it. Like my mom, I don't think likes it. So again, like if she didn't like it. I we didn't eat it. Like I followed <laughs> copied her, right? Like if she's like, I don't wanna eat it, I don't like it. And I tended to copy her eating habits. So but I know it's like full of umami and all that,
1: right? So full of umami. It's yeah. like the best part. Yeah. I guess that's like my in my genes or something, I don't know. <laughs>
0: I wonder, yeah, if in the States people eat it, um and like, other cultures, I would, pre- I like, this is, I don't know if it's my bias, but, like, <laughs> cultures that really have um, kind of history and food and whatnot, like France or some other places, I wonder if they do. Like, U.S. Yeah. seems like if it looks gross or something, they don't, I don't know. I don't feel like they're explorative in terms of different foods.
1: So that 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 just completely conjured so many things. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah uh, okay, so I don't I know like I know you love food, but I highly recommend um The Hog The Hog in the Oh the documentary. Oh yes. Yes, I, I haven't seen it yet on Netflix, ha- right? It's a must because this is the thing. I'm going to speak for the indigenous peoples and the slaves who were brought from Africa to this country, mm. Mm. which is the foundation of American cuisine, right? And it is like um, I don't know. I'm just thinking crawfish, and like you eat all of you know all of everything, and mm. the hog and the pig. You eat everything. Like the mm. head is like the delicacy, um, because that's was only available. So I'm speaking to those who have, yeah, kind of like rich cultural heritage right. brought, you know, to this country, which is really it, because I think the indigenous peoples, I mean, I guess had the as crab, <laughs> and mm. probably ate everything. But I'm, I'm there with you that it was not to use that word again, but it's just been, yeah, everything's just been cleansed and washed and... Uh, the truth is 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 it's not the truth it's there's so much more to it mm. at the table or in the kitchen so anyway mm. highly recommend that that's what came to mind um but i hear yeah um certainly not because certainly not the tradi- i don't know like even american cuisine i i feel like american cooking has come so far mm. just like our culture like we mm. are li- now i'm gonna end on a positive <laughs> mm. despite our you know I mean this country is so young, and mm. at the end of the day be, i guess because we are so blessed to be living in you know the cosmo not like the metropolitan like cities or you know the coast, so and mm. our access to food is is just remarkable, yeah, um, and so it's just it's just not one dimensional there's so much. Um, like I, I guess I was talking to the the kama, the Japanese fish delicacy that you get at izakaya, right? Where you roast, the right? Meathead. Man, I just go to the Asian grocery store and I just buy all those pieces because, yeah, um, the so-called non-cultural Americans <laughs> or who just ignorant, I think, like, wouldn't bother to buy fish that has so many bones in it, um. And, and so it's cheaper it's cheaper mm. it's just a little more um just intensive that but you take the big bones out but the flavor that whole neck um meat mm. amazing versus mm. like the filet the filet the white filet or like yeah in, you know french cuisine where you know the head is the head is thrown away Mm. Um, And I think that's also, I think French cuisine is not a monolith too. Like, I think it's, you know, the restaurant, the restaurant style, the head Mm. is thrown away. And then you just get that nice white, unflavorful
0: (laughs) (laughs) part of the fish. Um, You'll have to share the, um... yeah, I've never... I mean, other than eating it at izakaya or somewhere in Japan, or I, I'm sure my mom did it, but I've never prepared a kama. So I need to learn from you how to do it. And I know you're going to be like, oh, it's super simple. Just salt it and put it under broiler. So... But... <laughs> yes. But I've never done it. So, you know. Do you have a recipe? It's not a- I'm a, definitely a recipe follower
1: type Sweetie. of cook. You get the fish head and I love it because you're, you're, you're like the majority of the listeners. Probably you get the head, or excuse me, the neck, it's mm. neck. S- season it with salt and pepper. I use kosher salt. Mm. Not, but not, you know, just really sparingly because it's the it's fish. So it's already salted from the sea. Right. Mm. Um, And pepper. So, so sparse. because mm. Black pepper is such a Western thing. I feel like, well, anyway, maybe not. Okay. But, Like it's not necessarily a Japanese thing. Mm. And then that's it. You just put it underneath the broil like three to five minutes. Or until you don't have to turn it over. Turn it over because you you want it crispy, right? You want that Mm. you want that skin really crispy. Not soggy. Crispy. Mm. Um so are you like monitoring it out like
0: Yeah. Don't don't you you can't leave. Yeah, don't leave the kitchen.
1: Three to five minutes, maybe five to six minutes, depending on where you're the size and stuff, how close it is to that flame.
0: That's it. Yeah. What? Okay. I'm getting really specific, but which like how close is it from the flame? Do you use like the second to the top or the third from the top row?
1: All the way. I would use the top, the top, the very top, because you want the fish to be like only like half an inch maybe uh. an inch from the flame also yeah i mean we're talking about like now i'm like visualizing like we're like hearth outside in the you know outside you just started a um bonfire whatever and you stick that fish that you caught <laughs> uh. right, right into that fire um spit roast or whatever it's called Uh that's like kind of like an inaction it's a re-enaction of that kind of action inside the kitchen home
0: I see Mm
1: -hmm. I'm curious have you had spitfire uh,
0: fish like that like in the fire like cooked in the fire I feel like
1: I've had it maybe once in my life Hmm. how about you
0: no I was thinking I don't think I. I mean like over a charcoal and things like that, but not like in the fire, like camping, like I can envision it. Oh yeah. Like out in nature, that, that sounds really cool. <laughs> mm. Montana.
1: That's my visual Especially cat caught. Yeah. You go like <laughs> or whatever it's called in the in, like the deep like like river, river water stream, then you catch the fish and then and then yeah, you put it in the <laughs> <laughs> it's like s'mores but instead of roasting marshmallows you're roasting the fish
0: yeah <laughs> mm. <laughs> ah
1: yummy okay <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> all right so sorry because I had pulled it up it's, it's called uh, high on the hog how african-american cuisine transformed america mmm <clears throat> Yes.
0: I gotta watch it. <laughs> it's on our top watching list.
1: I would be curious to know. I okay, like this is my question to the group for your AAPI community class. Mm. Like I know it's A-A-I, AAPI community. Mm. I think one of the things that I may or may not address in my interview is that for you know DEI efforts. Um, mm. like when we're talking about employee resource groups right mm-hmm. I feel like having that Asian group is such it, like it's Asian culture is not a monolith mm. so bucketing it into one group is personally lame um, so what I'm trying to get to is like intersectionality it's so mm. important, right? Because we're living in America and American culture is a mixed salad. It's a mix. Mm. So I'm curious in your group, whether you're, you're talking about other, other cultural groups and how they like, just like high highs and lows. Um, and, and Whether you're having that intersectional conversation, so it just doesn't end up being the AAPI community,
0: yeah. I mean, I think the program is also has also Latinx representation and also LBGTQIA plus representation, so it's not it, it's sorry to clarify the program is more diverse and it's not just catered to, um. Asian American. That's cool. Or API community, yeah. So
1: then so. Oh, that's so then those 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 groups come together for discussion as well.
0: Yeah, we I mean I think there are about near forty participants yeah. in this year's cohort. And then we'll do random kind of um breakout session. And so yeah, but I, I'm curious now, and I know we're, you know, <laughs> uh, at time, yes. but um maybe we can continue in our next episode about what you mean by, um, I wanted to better understand your term lame when you mention Asian American, like resource groups say, uh, we're not a monolith, I totally understand, but I don't, I wasn't following your logic or what you were trying to say about how
1: that's lame yeah got it because I didn't explain it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just it's, it's just like yeah I, um, I'm glad you asked that question and we you're welcome we will um, I will try to unpack it <laughs> mm. <laughs> for our next
0: conversation okay sounds good where's the blue big sheet Okay, I now, she wants to do Play-Doh, so. Okay, sounds good, okay. fun. Okay, love you. Love you too, I'll be thinking hey. of you. Hey. Mommy, I'm making... You got this.
1: <laughs> I got Mommy,
0: this, I'm thank making... you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to make some cookies for you.